This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Off and running on this beautiful, crisp Saturday morning, November 25th, 2023. I have to start with a question. How is everyone feeling on this Saturday morning? How was your Thanksgiving? Good? Let me ask you this. How was your Black Friday? Oh, geez. Not not as good for you, I see. All right, well, this is the Gordon Damer Show. This is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. We will have uh, lots of time to talk about it today. We have actually more time to talk about it today. A supersized version of the Gordon Damer Show. And gee, what will we ever spend our time talking about this morning? We'll do it. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can uh, find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, on TikTok, at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, right here on your radio until 1230 today. We have an extra half hour as we lead you into Rangers-Bruins pregame. And yeah, we got a ton to get you. Well, we got a ton to get to. But you know, you know where we have to start. You know. We all see it. We all saw it yesterday. And, and look, when you go into a show, and there they are. When you go into a show and you kind of lay out what you want to talk about, I'll be honest with you, there are things generally when I think about a show that I want to accomplish. I want to hit on this. I got to make this point. I want to talk about that. We have certain staples of the show every time. around. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if we are going to accomplish anything over these next three hours. But it is my job to be here for you because we got a lot to discuss with what happened yesterday. The start of a new tradition. Yes, football on Black Friday. Unfortunately, there was an old tradition that made made an appearance as well on the day of that first new tradition. And that old tradition is the Jets embarrassing themselves on national television. It's like when you got together for Thanksgiving and you had that one relative that the black sheep of the family showed up, that was the Jets, and that's what it was yesterday. It was embarrassing. That was an embarrassing product that the New York Jets put on the field. That was not an NFL product that the Jets put on the field. That offense was an embarrassment and at 10 nothing, it felt like that game was over. And you know it when you see it, right? It, it was on full display yesterday. And I'm interested in where the Jets fans are at this point. Larry and I were on last night after the postgame show. And it was a mixture of anger and rage and resignation and depression. And I know this from my own team. My team is the Dolphins, and they got the win yesterday. But they've had their times where they have been, uh, it's not just the losses. It's, it's an embarrassing product. And that's really what it comes down to. It would be one thing in a season where the Jets lost Aaron Rodgers four plays in. If they lost some games and it didn't look great. But it's continually being embarrassed by the organization that you root for. It's being the constant butt of jokes. It's constantly being the punchline and yesterday 
you just got another example. And I'd say forget about the pick six play, which could only happen to the New York Jets. It could only happen to, if you were on a game, if you got to be on Jeopardy and they asked you a question and you hadn't been aware of it, but they asked who is the team that gave up a touchdown on a Hail Mary that turned into a pick six right before halftime on, on national television. You would, you're, you would sprain your thumb. You would, tear the t- you would need Tommy John on your thumb pressing the button so hard to say, who are the New York Jets? That is correct. But forget about that individual play. Forget about the fact that the defense makes a play, gets a pick six, puts you right back in the game. 10-6, that's a game. And you miss the extra point. I mean, you miss the extra point. I mean, are you serious? To me, that was more embarrassing than the pick six. You've finally, you've been waiting for your team to stop embarrassing themselves. You're waiting for this defense to step up and make a play. That's the only way you win games is by turning the other team over three and four times and scoring on at least one of them. So you finally get that play, and you can't even execute the extra. I mean, gee, what are we talking about? But let's even leave that on the side. Look at that offense. Look, it's, it's amazing that you could sit over these last, I don't even know how many years, six, seven, eight years, and watch a Jet offense where you say, my God, it can't get any worse than this. And then somehow, against all odds, it does. There is no chance to win an NFL game with an offense that looks like this. And again, this was supposed to be, a, 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 you make a change because you hope it's going to be an improvement. You finally turn the page on what was the worst statistical quarterback in the NFL and somehow, against all odds, it got worse. Uh, it felt like <laughs> it felt like yesterday. You know that speech in my cousin Vinny, where he's he's like uh, giant loud whistles. I ain't slept in five days. Slaughtered pigs. Your biological. Cl-. That's what it's like with the Jets. What more can we pile on to this mess? And it's not just the losses; it's the embarrassment. So I don't know where Jet fans are at. I, I can see where the players are at. The players at this point, if you listen to them after the game, they are at stage five depression. They have an amputated spirit at this point. It feels hopeless and it's boring. And the main thing, it's still going. We're not at week 17. We're not at week 18. We still got six more games of this. How are we going to do six more games of this? And somehow it just keeps getting worse. Every The worst thing you can say about the New York Jets organization is, can't get any worse than this. Never say that. Never in your life say that to yourself. Can't get any worse than this. Because oh, it's almost like the Jets take that as a challenge. Oh, yeah? Watch this. They've lost their last four games. I did the math. My math is always a bit shaky. I think it's 109 to 37. 109 to 37. It can always get worse, and it's almost like a guarantee. It will always get worse.
So now the only question is, we can go through the game yesterday. I mean, if you want, I, I can't imagine you're that much of a sadist. You want to pick through the wreckage, the fuselage of that disaster. But we can pick through the, I think the main thing that I would like to accomplish today in the course of these three hours at 1-800-919-ESPN is, what are you going to do to fix it? What can you do to fix it? Is there a fix? And I'm not even talking about the right now. I'm talking about in the future. I'm talking about beyond this year. How do you fix this organization? And how? And that's the first step is let's just stop embarrassing ourselves. Let's stop being the punchline every single solitary year. So I'm, I'm open to it. I, I want to hear your suggestions at this point. I got some of my own. And coming up, I'll give you what it, it's not as simple as you think. That's the problem. You would think, hey, we're at rock bottom. Anything is going to be better than what it is right now. It's not as simple as you think. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Tim Boyle, three receivers out to the right. Solo left Garrett Wilson. He'll take the shotgun snap at midfield. And I would assume try and heave it as far as he can. He's back to throw. Buying some time. Steps up. Let's it go. It's a jump ball all the way down at the goal line. And that's intercepted for Miami. On the return. And running it to the 40-yard line is Javon Holland. He's at the 50. Cuts it back at the Jet 40. Has a crease all the way down to the 15. He's at the 10. 5. Into the end zone for a Dolphin touchdown to end the first half. Can you hear the, the can you hear the way that, that Bob was fantastic call as always from Bob Schusen. And he had more excitement on that one call than I felt like uh, Al Michaels had the entire day yesterday. But um it, 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 he's saying something there at the end without saying it. It's like can you believe it? Can you believe it? And um I think Jet fans are like, yeah, yeah, I can believe it. I can believe it. Hey, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. So usually I would lay out what I think my solutions to some of the problems. And that really has to be the focus at this point. It's not about identifying necessarily a problem. It's how are we going to fix the problem. But I kind of want to hear from Jet fans a little bit after the uh, performance yesterday and and now 4-7 and seven on the season and, and, and a season that feels like it is spiraling out of control. So let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Let's start things off with Marvin in the Bronx. Marvin, my friend, how are you? Hey, hey look, Gordon, I'm giving you a nickname right now. You're the G-Man. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're the G-Man, all right? I, look, I was so caught up with other day. I watched the Jets game. But the Hail Mary run back for a touchdown. And all the years I've been watching football, this goes about since the mid-60s, I've never heard of that and never imagined that ever happening. It is kind of incredible, right? And, and look, incredible. I, I don't think it, – it, it feels like it should happen more often because you have, like, all the skill position players are in the end zone at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so now all you yeah. have to beat is the lineman and maybe a running back and the quarterback. But, yeah, if it was going to happen to anybody, it would be the Jets. Now, I, I must feel for my wife. She's a Jet fan, right? And I'm a Giant fan, and, you know, I'll switch over to the Giants just quickly. The Giants should win tomorrow. But you know what? This has been, this has been a miserable football season. And I do sympathize with Jets fans because they had so, so many high expectations this, this year. And for, 
four plays into the season for the for the debacle to begin. I'm not gonna say same old Jets, but it's just a sad situation. And um, I'm not gloating because my team is not doing well, but I do sympathize for Jet fans because the the, the survive the next six weeks Whew. is it must be torture. <laughs> it's not. Marvin, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, and you know that's the problem for Robert Sala, who is who came into the season with the 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 bullseye on him, right? If anybody was going to take the blame, it was going to be the coach. Here's the problem: is is that it's getting worse, right? Like they looked better earlier in the season than they look now, and maybe part of that is injuries. But you'd like to think that you would start to find solutions uh, somehow offensively, and, and the offense just continually gets worse. And yesterday. I hear what you're saying. I mean, during that play, I'm as much of a, a Dolphin fan and, and, and by definition a Jet hater. Uh, I saw that the play, the, the pick six, the fail Mary, as they're calling it. And uh, I, I have to admit, I laughed. And then I felt a little bit bad, but then I laughed again. I, I got back to laughing. So it was, uh, it was enjoyable. I, I got to be honest. I know it's not that way for Jet fans. I'm trying to keep that part out of it. Let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Bobby is in Belmore. Bobby, what's going on? Hi. Hi, Gordon. Hey. Listen, there's two people to blame for this mess. It's the general manager and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when you let a guy come in here with all the power, brings it, doesn't want a backup quarterback, a general manager, Rodgers, doesn't want a backup quarterback because his friend's the backup quarterback, mm-hmm. who has three touchdowns and nine interceptions. That's, that's the bottom. That's the reason why they don't have a backup quarterback. You can make up all the crap what you want, but it's so obvious. I mean, he brings in all this garbage from Green Bay. He brings in an old man receiver in Cobb. Lazard drops a lot of passes in Green Bay. The, the offensive line was terrible. Turner brings in an offensive coordinator, okay, who didn't even run the aisle. It was a force offense, okay? So he has all the power, okay, Rodgers. And this is what happens when it's Douglas's fault. He lets this guy come in here, brings in all these ex-packers. I haven't won even a playoff game in two years. It's not like you're talking about a bunch of players that were winning you know, playoff games or Super Bowls or whatever. So I don't understand how you could – it's like malpractice. How can you have a quarterback and let this guy tell you what, who your backup quarterback is? And look at this guy. This guy was, was – I think he had like one touchdown, 13 interceptions in college in Connecticut or something like that. And I don't understand how he's even on the team. I guess he wants to you know, be, in his, be in the film room with Rodgers and hang out. I mean, how can you have this guy as a quarterback? It, it, this should be – and even next year when he comes back, Rodgers – He's going to be 40 years old, coming off an Achilles injury. He's not going to be Dan Marino. Marino relied on his arm. Rodgers relies on his legs. Okay, so what they just got to do is that you wanted a solution. I'll tell you the solution. It's simple. Let's take a rocket scientist to figure it out. You've got to get a quarterback. Okay, I know you need a lineman. The problem is they don't have a second-round pick. There's a lot of quarterbacks coming out. So um, I think, you know, I know the offensive lineman right now is the 11th pick, but they keep losing games, which they can't even beat Ohio State right now. So it's a good possibility they could lose out. You know, I could see them maybe beating New England, of course, for the first time, and that'll actually ruin their, their draft status. I could see that happening. But they've got to get one of these quarterbacks, if they can, especially they can move up in the draft, losing all these games. And if they finish with four wins, maybe they'll get a top-five pick. And there's so many good quarterbacks out there this year. I mean, you never know. It's, you know, a lot of these young quarterbacks don't even pan out. But they've got to build. they got to get a young quarterback. It's going to be Rodgers last year, next year. Let him sit under Rodgers. Maybe Rodgers will probably get hurt. Again, anyway, so they got to, they have to draft a quarterback, but it's malpractice. I can let this guy come in here, 
I hope you, I hope Aaron Judge is a better manager than this guy. Yeah, okay, well, look, Bobby, I, I appreciate the phone call. And look, this season, there's still stuff to be decided, right? I will make you this. Can we? Uh, can I have another receipt? I know my receipts did not turn out all that well. There's no chance that the Jets, and this is what I was talking about before. It seems easy, right? Things are so bad. Anything will fix it. It's not as easy as you think. The Jets are not taking a quarterback. They are not taking a quarterback in the first round. And you're right. The Jets, they, they, it seems like they kind of handed over the organization to Aaron Rodgers. And I was someone, I think a lot of us were in favor of making that move because it was the best option out of a, be- a bunch of bad options, the least dirty shirt, so to speak, on, on laundry day. But you have now done that, and you are now stuck with him because his contract next year is, is guaranteed. It's guaranteed this year, and it's guaranteed next year. So he is not going anywhere. And, and this is part of the problem. Whatever, However badly you thought that the, the downsides were to that Rodgers trade – it's amazing how much worse it has been. Between his injury, bringing in Nathaniel Hackett, the Tim Boyle thing, keeping Zach Wilson, bringing in Lazard, bringing in Cobb, he's not going anywhere. And so the easy fix, right? I'm sure everybody, because it seems like the headlines are always Robert Sala in trouble. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> yeah, I would say it's safe to say Robert Sala's in trouble. And I would say get rid of him at the end of the season just so we don't have to see that toothpaste commercial again. That was woo, that was that was a weird spot there. But firing him, what does that fix? I don't think he runs the offense anyway. And let's say, okay, you get rid of Robert Sala. Who's the coach? Who are you gonna get? Who's coming into this? You think somebody is going to put themselves that has other options, who's like a legitimate candidate, is going to come in here and be the head coach? I'm sure you get somebody. There's only so many jobs. But between, it would seem like Nathaniel Hackett is going to be here because Rodgers is going to be here. Rodgers is running the show. I think the only options you have after this season, you can't give the job to Hackett. I mean, Jesus, that, that would be, not even the Jets could do that. I think the only other option would you be promote Ulbricht, the defensive coordinator, make him the head coach. So at least you you have the illusion of change, whether or not anything actually does change or not. I don't know. But Rodgers ain't going anywhere, and the Jets ain't taking a, a quarterback in the first round. I think you can lock that one in. Did we lock that one in? Yeah, lock that one in. We are The, the Jets are not taking a quarterback. Let's go out to uh, Chris is in Edgewater. Chris, what's going on? What's going on, guys? I appreciate you having me on the show. What you got? You know, you talk about this offense, it's it's abysmal. I mean, what do you expect this defense to do? They're out there, you know, 40 minutes out of the 60 minutes a game. They're exhausted. They're scratching. They're clawing. We got fifth-string offensive linemen. We have no creative play calling. I mean, this is a joke. How do you expect New York to, to be behind this team anymore? What are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like we give anybody else the, the benefit of the doubt that way. But, yeah, I mean, the Jet defense um, at some point, unless they're scoring all of the – I mean, only the Jets could have a series of plays where they have two interceptions in the span of a minute, and by the time the minute's over, they're losing by more than they were when they got the first interception. I mean, isn't that amazing? They were down 10 nothing. They get the pick six, and it was six because they missed the extra point. And then they get another turnover, 
and they use that to throw an interception for the other team, so then they get seven. So they were losing 10-0, 10-6, 17-6. I came up with a saying during the, the, the um, Adam Gase, the second year, the 2020 year, the, New York, the 2020 New York Jets, you got to see it to believe it. It was so bad, I couldn't describe it to you. I couldn't paint the word picture. You, to truly experience it in 2020, you had to see it to believe it. The 2023 Jets are, are, are turning out to be the same way. You got to see it to believe it. It's amazing. Let's go out to, uh, let's see here. Uh, Justin is in Tom's River. Justin, go, my friend. Hey, Gordon. Hey, Gordon. Thank you for taking my phone call. Um, you brought up a lot of great points. You know, earlier in the year when Rodgers went down, you know, I really thought the Jets would be all right going into next year. And you're 100% right. There is no quick fix for this team. You know, you cannot win football with, with only one of the three phases, and that being the Jets' defense. You know, there's a lot of blame to go around here. And the biggest thing that goes on here for, for me as a Jet fan, i got to blame Woody Johnson. And I'm surprised more Jet fans aren't on this and the media isn't on this. You know, in New York, we, we bash Cashman, we bash James Dolan, and Woody just sits back there like Teflon and never gets any of these arrows because he deserves a lot of them. You know, he's made a lot of mistakes as an owner. You know, early on, I don't think he had his fingers on this organization as much. And I feel like after Rex Ryan, he, he started to want to be a part and, and, you know, play a role in player personnel decisions and coaching decisions. And he's made a lot of mistakes. And one of the big mistakes that I think, you know, he always hires – I mean, the Jets' defense, you know, when they've had success, they've always had a good defense. And I think that's why he hires these defensive, you know, head coaches – but, you know, the NFL is totally different today, and you got to go with an offensive mind as a head coach today, in my opinion. You know, it, it, you know the Jets in 2023 can't even put up two touchdowns a game, and it's absolutely pathetic. You see backup quarterbacks, even Browning and Cincinnati putting up 20 points. It's an embarrassment at this point, and a lot of things got to change with this organization. And for me as a Jet fan, I want to see either Woody Johnson go, which is not going to obviously happen, but he needs to get his hands off and actually let people that know football make the decisions in this organization because that's the biggest problem, in my opinion, as a Jet fan. Uh, well, look, Justin, I hear you. And at some point, I think that why what I saw yesterday was why they stuck with Zach Wilson for as long as they did. And it's not for the reason you think. They stuck with Zach Wilson for as long as they did because they knew if they went to Tim Boyle and it looked like it did yesterday, the, the criticism is not going to go to Tim Boyle. It's really going to go upstairs. It's, it's not just going to go to the head coach. It's going to go to the GM because you're, you're looking around. You're saying, this is, we just replaced a guy at quarterback that could not play. And you got some, somehow you found somebody who could play even less. It wouldn't seem possible. But that's why I think it took them so long to make that switch is because now a lot of the criticism is going to be in other places, not just on the field, and, and rightfully so. To me, far more of the blame on this season goes on the GM than on the head coach. And I get that the criticism for you might be, and for a lot of fans, will now turn to the owner. The only problem with that is you ain't getting rid of the owner. Like we had a caller last night, Larry and I, who said, well, the Woody Johnson now, getting rid of Woody Johnson has to be on the table. What table? There is no table. There's nothing you can do to get rid of the owner. And he was the owner when you were going to back-to-back AFC title games. 
So it's funny, in my time as a sports fan here in New York, the two guys, the two owners who have gotten more criticism than anybody have clearly been George Steinbrenner, clear number one, and then secondly, James Dolan. And Steinbrenner, by the time it was all said and done, I mean, the way he's remembered now is, is completely different based on the winning. And he was the same guy the entire time. And it's all amazing. We don't hear that many calls anymore about how James Dolan is the, the, is the problem with the Knicks. They're never going to win with James Dolan. Seems to be doing all right right now. So I get your, your, your anger at the owner. Unfortunately, that one, he ain't going anywhere. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue to take your phone calls on the Jets. I'm looking for solutions, and I don't think that there are any easy ones. There is one, though, and it involves Woody Johnson, and I'll tell you what it is coming up next. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. We're taking calls today for solutions, right? Like we all can point to the problems. It's clear what the problems are. If you watched the game yesterday with the Jets and the Dolphins, it's, it's clear, man. But the, the solutions, that's where it gets tricky. There is one solution, though, that I think it's been clear for a while, but now after the performance yesterday and being four and seven and where the Jets are at, where there's basically two teams in the AFC who are worse record-wise in terms of the playoffs, have a worse chance at making the playoffs than the, than the Jets do. There's one solution, though, that should be immediate. And, and maybe it is that Woody Johnson has to be the person. I don't know. I don't think it's Robert Sala. Maybe it's Joe Douglas. Maybe it's Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know. But the one is that somebody somewhere within the Jets organization has to go to Aaron Rodgers on Monday. I don't know. Maybe they're not in the office the weekend. They, they get a couple of days off. Whenever they're back in the office, a call must be placed to Aaron Rodgers to tell him, you are are not playing again this season. It's over. It's dumb, and it's counterproductive to the success of our organization. I don't think it ever made any sense. It now makes less sense, if that's possible. You are not playing. And if he takes a single snap this season, that tells you everything you need to know. He is running the entire show and nobody can tell him no. So I see a lot of, after the performance yesterday, I want Salah gone, I want Hackett gone, I want Douglas gone, and if Rodgers don't like it, he can go with him. He ain't going anywhere. Now, I'll be honest with you, in terms of the NFL salary cap, I am not an expert. I'm not, it's, it's not that I'm, uh, I, I know everything. I don't know most things. But just looking at the numbers, after this year, going into 2024, the, the column that is listed as dead cap has a number of $66 million. That would seem to be impossible to, again, not an expert, don't know much about it, but it would seem like with a guaranteed contract next year, it would be impossible for him to be going anywhere. But I will tell you, really the only thing now that bears monitoring with the Jets is if Aaron Rodgers plays again. Because if he plays, that has to be the dumbest thing the New York Jets have ever done. And think about that list. Think about the list of, of, of chart-topping hits. Do you talk about a greatest hits album? That's the greatest hits of all time. That's the Beatles' greatest hits of all time. That would be the single dumbest thing. A team going nowhere. 
a quarterback who is literally the oldest player in the sport coming off a major surgery, rushing back to play for a team behind one of the worst offensive lines in the sport that's already got him hurt once, and now we're going to put him out there with absolutely nothing to play for. So Woody Johnson, if he wants to be productive here, he should get on the phone with Aaron Rodgers at his next convenience and tell him, Aaron, you're not playing. And if he does play, if he plays this year, that tells you more than anything that anybody's going to tell you. Let's go back to the phone, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Chris is in Beth Page. Chris, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Gordon, brilliant uh, first 40 minutes on your part. Seriously. Thank you. you. It's all downhill much. from here, Chris. <laughs> I know. And it's funny. I'll say this. Uh, talk about bad receipts. I'm a big Giant fan that told you they were going to go 10-7. and 7, mm-hmm. And I think you said the Dolphins were going to finish last in the division. I did, yeah, so, last in the AFC East. Yeah, but my uh, – I. I want to own up to the fact that I said my beloved Giants were going to be 10-7, and seven, which I don't think is looking too good at this point. I, I um, don't think so, no. No. Anyhow, Gordon, um, I just got to circle back, and I know you, you, we're all talking about Rodgers. You can play the tape. I called Barton Hahn, <clears throat> Barton Hahn literally like six weeks ago, I think it was, when the Jets were 1-3, and three, and I swear I said this. I go, <clears throat> they have to figure out what they're going to do with Aaron Rodgers. Now, I know he's not going anywhere. I get it. But he is a dumpster fire, what he's done. And I, for one, wasn't this – once again, I'm a Giant fan. I was looking at it objectively. I have Jet fans I work with, and they were, like, so excited when they got Aaron Rodgers. But I looked at it. Just let's be reasonable with this, okay? Um, he had a big game last year to beat the Lions, to get into the playoffs. The Lions were playing for nothing. He loses yep. that game at home. They don't go, okay? But I'm saying, this is what they're signing Rodgers off of. And everyone's like, oh, but he won two MVPs the year before. I go, football, that's an eternity ago. And I'm talking, that is an eternity, what the Jets did. Not only did they sign this guy, but then they let him bring in arguably the worst combination head coach, offensive coordinator, when he's not with Aaron Rodgers in the history of football in that Nathaniel Hackett. Seriously, without Aaron Rodgers to save his butter, what is that guy? He's horrendous. Seriously. And he brought him in. He brings in these horrible wide receivers, okay? Then, like you said, I'm going over the whole thing. Then he's playing. He's got to come back and play, okay? It's like, you know what it reminds me? It reminds me of these spoiled NBA players that run the team. Their ownership has no say over it. You know, like in like in Brooklyn, they yep, let those the guys come in. Kyrie Irving, the total right. clown uh-huh. show. Mm-hmm. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is. He's turned into the first NBA player. That's what I'm calling him. He's taken over that organization, and the only hope that they have, and it's never going to happen. You pointed out the reasons why it's never going to happen, but they have to go to him, and they have to figure out a way to get out from under that. They have to draft a quarterback. I'd almost draft two quarterbacks in this draft coming up this year. You have to start developing a young quarterback. And by the way, these young, great defense is not going to be a great defense forever, by the way, because this is what happens in the NFL, and I know it. In, in two years, all these guys are going to come up for humongous contracts, all of them, Sauce, you name it. Uh, they're all going to come up for big contracts, Barrett Tucker, uh, down the line, those five great players that they drafted. And if they're going to have two years of Aaron Rodgers weighing them down, the only way you can rebuild is under a rookie contract. That's it. That's way down the road, and thanks for the phone call. Um, here's, the pro- here's another problem. Hey, I'm telling you right now, 
they are not drafting a quarterback with Aaron Rodgers here. They're going to take that pick, and I, I would assume they're going to try and fix the offensive line for once and for all. But here's the other part. Do you want the people who put you in the position at quarterback that you're in with the pick that they made with Zach Wilson to pick another quarterback? I wouldn't. Would you trust their judgment on another quarterback? I would want somebody else making that call. I wouldn't trust. It's like when they, they tell you from the people who brought you this move. This is like from the people who brought you Ishtar. From the people who brought you Dude, Where's My Car? Or Skinamarink. That tripe that I had to watch that one. I don't want. I don't think I want Joe Douglas picking another quarterback. The last quarterback that he picked is why you're in the position that you're in. And I'll be honest with you, I did think that going after Rodgers was the best of a bunch of bad options. It was better than Derek Carr. It was better than than, than Jimmy Garoppolo. But everything that was possibly bad has has showed its 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 ugly head here almost immediately. And and now you're stuck with it. Now you are stuck with it. When you make a deal with the devil, you don't get to complain about the heat. So you've made your bed and now you got to uh now you gotta stay with it. And and it does feel like Rogers is is running the show, man. He is and and, and all you need to know, the only, the final piece of that is if he plays this year. If he that would be the dumbest single thing the Jets have ever done putting that guy back out there after the surgery with this offensive line on a team that's going absolutely nowhere simply because he wants to and I have to think that some someone within the Jets organization maybe Rodgers himself would say you know what I'm not I'm not going back you going back no I'm not going back out there I'm not going back out there let's go out to uh let's see here Larry is in Poughkeepsie Larry what's going on Hello, good morning. How are you, Larry? I'm good, I'm good. Listen, um, these people that are calling up, oh, you got to get a quarterback, you got to get a quarterback. You're not, we're not going to get a quarterback. That's what, we got to fix that line. Yep. People like uh, like Bobby and, and Ira, they call up, oh, I, I knew it. I Nobody knew what was going to happen, Okay. 60 to 80% of the people in the league would love, love to have a healthy Aaron Rodgers on their team. Mm. They would give their soul to have Aaron Rodgers on their team. I don't know that's true. Well, well, they had the chance to get him last offseason, and nobody else wanted him. Well, but would you want Danny Dimes or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, well, would you I, want I mean, Derek those Carr? are my only two options. I mean, there, there's, 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 there's other like options Derek than that. Carr? Derek Carr. No, I, I would Rogers. rather have Rodgers than Carr. I'd rather have Rodgers than Jimmy right. Garoppolo. Yeah, I mean, look, exactly, they're, they're, exactly. This is to say every team shoot. would rather have him. I don't know about that. It's a crapshoot. They try to get in an O line, and in the draft, and the Patriots blocked us. Okay, everything is a crapshoot. People don't know what's going on behind the scenes. The fact, and you said it. The fact that they were holding on to um to Wilson is because they knew that this kid. It's worse than Wilson. And, and they probably know that Hackett can't coach. If, but if Aaron Rodgers wants Hackett, give it to him. Right. This is, this is the Faustian it, bargain that you make, Larry. And thanks for the exactly. phone call. This is, this is the deal that you make going down the road. And, and, it, and it happens slowly but surely. 
Right? At first, it's, well, this is, this, is, this is the right move, of course. Oh, but you have to do, oh, okay. I don't really want to do that, but I'll do it because I want to get the player. Oh, he also wants it. All right, he wants this, he wants that, he wants it. And it feels like that everything was set up for Rodgers, and when Rodgers wasn't able to play, the whole thing fell in upon itself. Like the whole plan, it's almost like it was a group presentation and the guy who was going to actually do the presentation, he missed the flight, and, and everybody else is standing around, and they don't even know what the presentation's about. It's, it's hard to look any less competent than the Jets are looking right now. Now, again, they have six games left. Maybe they win a couple of these games. Maybe they pull six games of the Jets is like an eternity. I mean, it was not even six games ago. You had people on radio stations here in New York talking about playoffs and winning the AFC East and all these type of things. So six games, a long time. But there's a lot of fix, boy. And, and the fixes ain't easy. And if they had, if they had just simply had a bad season, I, the way I thought that this was going to go is maybe they don't make the playoffs clearly, but... And that was the way it was seeming after the Raider loss and the Charger loss. Okay, fine. But you win a couple of games. You win your seven, your eight games. And you chalk it up to losing Rodgers the way you do. And, and everybody comes back next year and is, is, is kind of on notice. If this is the way it's going to go, you can't just simply run it back and think that Aaron Rodgers is going to fix all of this. Not even the Jets can be that delusional. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Harvey and Joe. Joe is our resident uh, Jet fan. We've not talked to Joe so far. I wanted to give him a little time to, to warm up. He can be, uh, I didn't want to poke the bear right away. Joe, how are you feeling today? You all right, my friend? I'm back in the usual position that I am around this time of the year where you look at Tankathon and mm-hmm. you just... You accept that the season is over because it's over. It's done. There, there is nothing this team can do. There is no magic fix this year. It is wait till next year. So, so what is what would what would be your fix after this season? If, if things remain on the, you know, clearly six games left, that's a lot. If they win two or three of those games, maybe you feel differently than if they if they end the season on a 10-game losing skid, which would be kind of hard to believe that they – I think they're going to win a game or two here or there. Oh, yeah, they'll throw you – can't, can't put it past the Jets, but let's just assume they win a game or two at some point. What's the fix? You need to start with the offensive line because mm-hmm. while I agree with you, Rodgers shouldn't play, he's probably going to play oh because – Oh, my God, that would be the single – It's the dumbest decision dumbest ever. Dumbest thing the Jets have ever done. It, it, it is – right up there with the dumbest things this organization has ever done. But you need to get some offensive line help because Rodgers is going to be 40 next year. You need to look to improve the number two wide receiver option because no offense to Xavier Gibson, he's not a number two option. Mm -hmm. And you need to be able to seriously look at Nathaniel Hackett's offense and say, we need something else. This can't be solely reliant on one guy. And I understand that if you lose your starting quarterback at any point in the year, it's going to be tough for you to win games. But how is Minnesota doing this with a lesser offensive coordinator than people would say Hackett was going into this year? They lost their number you know, one receiver to, yeah. and their starting quarterback, and they're still in playoff contention. 
Yeah, you don't even have to see, and that's the thing uh, is that it's not just that you lost your starting court. It's it's looking worse and worse, and it doesn't help that you look to the same team that is playing in your building, and for a quarterback who got sacked nine times last week, he was still able to to throw touchdowns. You were still able to score touchdowns, and it looks like that at least for a week. Who knows? Maybe he'll go back to to not playing well. That that uh, Devito is all of a sudden finding ways to make plays and look like a functioning quarterback. And right now the Jets are not a functioning offensive team. It's, um, it is uh, scary, man. It's scary. And uh, we still got, what, six games left in this season. And as I said earlier, the last that you should never say about the New York Jets is, it can't get any worse than this. Never say that. They always somehow, against all odds, find a way. Let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go out to, uh, let's hear, Dan is on Long Beach. Dan, what's going on? Hey, good morning. Hey, Dan. Hope you, uh, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I did. Same to you. I, uh, you're welcome. Uh, I, had, uh, I, got, I got a point, and then I got a question for you. Sure. Um, first point, uh, right in line with what you guys were just saying, and I'll preface it by saying I understand the relationship of Rodgers and Hackett, but it has to be so glaring to the organization that they cannot move forward with Hackett in this offense purely because of what was put on the field as a product this season. They could not score. It didn't matter who was out there. They could not score. I mean, the Raider game, when, when, when Zach steps out of bounds, my 10-year-old son looks at me and says, it's going to be a field goal. I mean, it's just they cannot score, and, and that has to be glaring. And I, I understand that Rodgers has control, and look, we don't know what we don't know, and we don't know what the contracts look like and what he's guaranteed and what he has power over. But for the fans, for this organization, and for the team, you cannot move forward with what Hackett has provided. Um, I think the rest of the coaching staff has some merit. I think the fact that Salah you know, never lost the locker room shows that there's something there with him and the team. I think, uh, you know. Okay, Douglas, Dan, quickly, but, what, what's your question? Quickly. Uh, my question is, do you feel that there's any chance that Aaron Rodgers might have put this forward with the videos and the training and the idea that he's coming back to motivate his team to try and get to a playoff spot and then say, hey, you guys earned it, you got there, keep going, because it is such a dumb decision to come back? Is there any chance that that was his motivation? Uh, Dan, I, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think so. I think he really wants, I think it's his personal brand now to kind of show the doctors that he's, he knows better than, than the experts and all that type of stuff. That would be next level stuff. Um, uh, and we'll see, uh, because if he does step out on the field to me, that is, that makes absolutely no sense for an organization right now that is going absolutely nowhere. 